together growing in faith and changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. At that time, Jesus and his disciples went on from the mountain and passed through Galilee. And he would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the saying. And they were afraid to ask him. And they asked, and they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had discussed with one another who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve. And he said to them, If anyone will be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them and said to them, taking the child in his arms, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not only me, but the one who sent me. Interesting that Jesus comes down from the mountain he passes through Galilee and he opens up. I like that word. And he opens up. He lets them in. He shares with them. He says, I'm going up to Jerusalem. But I'm going to be handed over to be killed by people. And on the third day, I will rise again. But I'm going to die. Yeah, how do, we, how do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? How do you deal with the fact that a member of your family is dying? That they probably have sent you a text or they've asked to see you. They call the family or the doctor calls the family to break the news that we've done all that we could for mom. All that we could for dad. All that we could for your child. And we saw it, but the inevitable is about to happen. How do you deal with that? How do we deal with that as a family? That one of our own is dying. And there are a lot of emotions. We could be angry, we could be scared, we could be frustrated, we could be doubtful. We could even joke about it because it's just too much to bear. I mean, you listen to the other gospel accounts. Peter refuses it. He just chucks it out and no, it's not going to happen. And in this account, the disciples, they just block it. They have this mental blockage. If you notice that they don't talk about it. They don't comment. And so you realize that people deal with 
bad news, terrible news differently. Listen to how Mary and Martha accused Jesus upon the death of their brother Lazarus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I've seen too many of those in hospital beds, hospital hallways, where people have gone next to their loved ones at their side bed, prayed unceasingly, went to the chapel, prayed, and they're told this. It becomes too much for some. They start blaming God. How can God allow this to happen? How can God let this after so much? And it becomes even worse when this person dies with pain. And they ask, but why? And unfortunately, dear brothers and sisters, we cannot answer every question. There are some whys where we have no answers to. And Jesus is, is in one of those where he just shares, he just tells them that I'm dying. And the disciples, they just cannot deal with it. They, they, they ignore it. Literally, they ignore the story. But instead, they quarrel about other things. And Jesus, when he gets to the house, he says, what were you discussing, by the way? And the only thing that we're concerned about is that what's going to happen when mom dies? Who, who inherits the car? Who stays in the house? Who runs the business? Who gets this? And that's human. And But it's painful. And Jesus says, that's the only thing you were discussing. Who's the greatest? Well, if you want to be the great, be a servant. If you want to be great, serve. That's the greatness. But also there's a different nuance into this. Is that Jesus knows he's dying and he says, well, let me set the record straight. You know, when I'm dead, this is what I expect of you. And it can happen with parents, you know. Well, when I die, this is how I want you to, to handle my estate. I'd like you to do this. This is what I expect of you and your children. And so there's this great demand to remain faithful to God. What is the original plan? What does he want for me? And he says, if you receive anybody in my name, even if you give them a glass of water, that will not go unnoticed. Even in death, we are called to serve. What is it that the Lord is inviting me to do in my life right now? with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues? How do I be of service? 
How do I bring about hope? How do I bring about change? How do I allow God to use me for his greatness? I love what the Lord invites us to do. What kind of discussions do we have surrounding death? What kind of discussions do we have about life after death? Am I fearful? Am I in doubt? Am I indifferent? How do I feel? And what's going on in our lives? I like when he had put this child, there's something he says, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives not only me, but the one who sent me. I want to take this a step further. If you can love your brothers and sisters, that's you loving me. And if you can love me, that's you loving the Father who sent me. If you can forgive your brothers and sisters, that's a great act of love. Because when you forgive them, you give them a new lease in life. Can I forgive myself, though? Can I give myself new lease? Permission to be myself. Can I allow God to transform me? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.